Are you praying effectively? Let's find out. Welcome to Spirits, Weapons, and Warfare. I'm Roger Crickler, your host, and in this episode, we're going to look at how to pray more effectively. Welcome back. So we're going to be talking about how to pray more effectively. And there's a few reasons why we need to do this. One is have a higher probability of having our prayers answered. But the other one is because we pray for ourselves, we do that probably quite a bit, but we also can pray for others, for the lost, for other people hurting, for our other Christians, brothers and sisters that may be going through a terrible time. But we have the power of intercessory prayer, which God has left us, and actually Jesus did many a time when he was here on earth. But we have to be able to fight for others who are too weak for themselves. Now, one of the most important verses, I think, that are in the Bible is Mark 3.27, and it says this, No man can enter the strong man's house and spoil his goods, except he first bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house. Now, that's powerful in a lot of ways. In a natural world scene, it's as if you were trying to, let's say, go in and burglarize a house. You break in, and here's this big dude, right? And you can't get past him to get the goods unless you subdue him. You bind him, knock him down, tie him up, do something to restrain him and stop him to, so that you can go about the business of basically taking all of his goods. So in the same light in the spiritual world, this means that nobody can really be saved until we Take the non-believer and get him out of the clutches of Satan and demonic influences and so forth. So our prayers, when we do that, first are very important. They are a huge responsibility for us. None that Jesus didn't already give us, like he gave the disciples when he said, go out, heal, and spread the good news and discipleship, right, to all the nations, we're, we have those same responsibilities, same power, and we have to do that. And prayer is one of our strongest weapons against Satan, because if Satan wasn't there, we'd be able to just run the table and turn people into believers without much uh, constriction. And But Satan is here, and he's on a mission from stopping us from doing what God wants us to do, which is basically going around, spread the word of Jesus, turn non-believers into believers, and let's crowd heaven. Let's, let's crowd it up. So we have to be able to bind the strong man. And there's a few ways to do that. One is through the power of binding and loosening, which is a weapon that we'll be talking about later. But today, we're going to be talking about prayer. And we can pray over a going into a battle 
and binding the strong man. So that's absolutely the first thing that must be done. And this freeing process is is accomplished through prayer. So one of the most powerful means of praying effectively involves, and God asks us to do this, presenting strong reasons to God why our prayers must be answered. And he actually commands us to do this. In Isaiah 41, 21, it says, Produce your cause, say at the Lord, bring forth your strongest reasons. So when we start to pray, one of the things that we should start doing first is lining up the biblical reasons on why our prayer should be answered. One, does it align with the Lord's will? We don't always know that in every case, but we can have a pretty good idea if we're asking that something way out of bounds, then more than likely that prayer is not going to get very far. But if we are in line with the Lord and praying along the lines of his will, then our chances of getting our prayers answered are higher. But we have to bring a biblical reason, strong reasons to the Lord because he asks us to. So also, one of the foremost reasons for praying for others, now we're talking about intercessory prayer, is because our love for them. As Jesus and God says, love thy neighbor as you love thyself. So we should pray out of love for others, Christian brothers and sisters, non-believers, because even non-believers are made in God's image. So in a way, they are our Christian brothers and sisters. They just don't know it yet. <laughs> so prayer has been described as really like love on its knees. And certainly, it was God's love that for mankind that brought Jesus to the cross, right? So it was love for his five brothers that compelled the rich man in hell to pray for them, lest they also come to this place of torment, Luke 16, 27-28, because love will lead us to a place of intercession. So faith is another biblical basis for praying for others. Jesus said, all things are possible to him that believes. That's Mark 9, 23. And all things certainly include the salvation of souls and fighting Satan. That's the purpose of praying and using it as a spiritual weapon is to fight Satan. So if you can believe God for someone's salvation, you shall have it. For men brought their paralyzed friends to Jesus and seeing their faith, he said, Son, thy sins be forgiven thee, Mark 2.5. So even though his friends brought them to be healed, his sins were also forgiven. So indeed, faith is like a coin or the currency of God's kingdom. Okay, let's look at personally what we can do to get ready to pray. Have you ever gone into a prayer and you something on your mind 
you really need this prayer answered. You may really need it uh, answered in a timely fashion. And you say, okay, if it doesn't happen, then I got a backup plan, maybe a plan B, C, D, who knows? But the idea is that you're not fully committed to the prayer that you're asking God to work on your behalf because you already have some options. Now, what happens when we do that? Did you know that God, because he gave us free will, we need to understand that there is a permissive will that God will let us have. He will let us run our own course using our own will, knowing it's probably not going to work, but yet we went into the prayer with some doubt. So what's the takeaway? When you go into praying, don't have any doubt. Be fully committed. Believe that God is going to answer your prayers. Just prepare yourself that way with no doubt. He will let you run your own course. So do not doubt when you go into a prayer. How do you do that? Well, first of all, you have to have complete and true faith. Our prayers will not be answered unless we have a sincere, true faith. Now, even Jesus said that in Mark eleven twenty four, What things soever ye desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. So look at the beauty of that. When you pray, and, I, and I've done this, I'll ask Jesus for something, and then I'll turn around and I'll say, thank you, Lord. Thank you for answering my prayer, for providing a way forward, and just thanking him as if I've already received the answer. And that's what he's telling us here in Mark eleven twenty four. 24. What things ye desire. When you pray, believe that you've received them, past tense, that you've received them. And then he says, you'll, you'll have them. So that's one of the things that you have to do when you pray, pray as if you have already received the answer. The other thing that is, like I said earlier, is don't doubt in your heart. You have to have that faith. Believe that it will come to pass and believe in Jesus with all your faith. Prayer must also be made in Jesus' name, as we all know. So a lot of times we end our prayers with, in the name of Jesus, we pray and say, amen. Jesus said that whosoever shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. So if you shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. John 14, 13, and 14. Our prayers should be made in harmony with the person, character, and the will of God. Now, that's very important. As I mentioned earlier about, we have to make sure that we're asking for is in uh, God's will. Because obviously, if it's not, then he's not going to answer that. And so we have to understand what is God's will. And one of the things that I do when I'm about to pray is I'll ask about whatever the issue is, God, what's your will on this? So help me line up what I'm about to ask 
so that is in line with your will. And that way, obviously, you have a higher chance that he's going to answer it because it's already in his will. He's going to answer your prayer and your request. Prayer can only be effective if it's made according to the perfect will of God. And this was in John 1, 1 John 5, 14. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. So we have to be in line with God's will. So ask, Lord, what is your will on this issue? At other times, God will become clear only as we earnestly seek to determine what it is. What is his will? Then once we know his will about any given issue, right, we can pray with confidence and faith that God will answer. Not only must we pray according to God's will, but we must be in God's will if we expect him to hear and answer us. The other part of his will is obeying God's command. Loving him, pleasing him are indispensable conditions for receiving answers to prayer. When James wrote that the prayers of the righteous are effectual, he meant both a person who has been made righteous by faith in Christ and one who is living a righteous, God-fearing, and obedient life. Now, let's talk about obedient for a minute, because the other thing that we have to ask is that as we pray, God, search me. Is there anything that's making me sideways with you that would cause my prayers not to be answered or that you wouldn't hear them? And if there is, point it out to me. Because I know even in myself, sometimes I might be sideways with God and I don't even know it. So I want via the Holy Spirit and asking God, what, where am I sideways with you? Please point that out so I can repent and ask for forgiveness. Because that's the other part of praying is that you have to ask for forgiveness of anything that's causing you to be sideways with the Lord so that he can forgive you and answer your prayers. So the other thing that we have to do is be persistent. Jesus points out that, you know, ask and it shall be given. Seek and you shall find it. Knock and it'll be open. These teachings are on perseverance in prayer. Paul also encourages us to be steadfast in prayer. He says this in Colossians 4, 2 and 1 Thessalonians 5, 17. For example, only as long as Moses deserved in prayer and his hands lifted towards God were Israelites successful in the battle against the Malachites. So we have to stay persistent, steadfast, believe that he is going to answer, believe that you've already received the answer, so these are some conditions that we have to do as we prepare to pray, our mindset that has to be set before we pray, and then as we pray, and then even after we pray. After we prayed, we, again, we, we say thank you, and we thank God for answering them in the past tense. So just as if you've already received it. 
So these are some personal things that we have to do to prepare to pray, during prayer, and after prayer. Now, over the years, I've heard a lot of controversy over what position you, should you be in when you're praying. Should you be on your knees, your hands are like this, uh, by the edge of your bed, uh, standing, walking. There's been all kinds of controversy about what posture you should have when you pray. Well, let's look at what the Bible says about that. So standing, 1 Kings 8.22 and Nehemiah 9, 4-5, 4 through 5 says standing is fine. Sitting, 1 Chronicles 17, 16, Luke 10, 13, sitting. Kneeling, Ezra 9, 5, Daniel 6, 10, and Acts 20, 36 talks about kneeling. Lying on the bed, Psalms 63, 6. Bowing down to the ground, Exodus 34, 8, Psalms 95, 6. Lying upon the ground, 2 Samuel 12, 16, Matthew 26, 39. And lifting up your hands to heaven, Psalms 28, 2, Isaiah 1, 15, and Timothy 2, 8. So when you look these references up, I think you're going to find that there's no one standard position to pray in. All of them are acceptable. So when you're praying, don't get hang, hung up on a certain position or style or posture, any of that. God just wants to talk to you and just plainly, just as if you were talking to your parents, a friend, you just talk to them, have a conversation with them. You don't have to get overly formal or religious or try to impress them because one, he already knows you. The other thing is he really already knows what you need before you ask, but out of obedience and because he commands us to ask, then we ask the same way as we seek and the same way as we knock and it shall be open. So we do these things out of obedience, but don't get hung up on how you have to posture yourself to pray. It is all acceptable. So as we conclude our episode on prayer, let's just recap what we talked about. First of all, do not go into prayer without complete faith and do not have a plan B, C, or D. Be committed to the prayer for to God because he will let you go with your plans because you have free will and he has permissive will that will let you go astray. Do whatever you want until you realize it's not working and then you turn to him. Turn to him first. Don't be double-minded and have a backup plan. Believe in that when you ask him, like I'd said earlier in one of the episodes, believing in him is one thing, but also believing that he is going to do for you what you ask. It's a two-way street. You've got to believe in that. 
and you believe in that by faith. You have to have full faith in him and that it's unencumbered faith. Just have faith and believe that you have already received the answer to your prayer. The other part that we covered was praying in Jesus' name. That's where the authority and the power comes from, right? Like I'd said in the warfare, Jesus is our authority. And the Holy Spirit is our power. So, but always asking in Jesus' name, must, must have. Always include that in your prayer. Prayers can be effective also if they're in line with God's will. So ask God, what is your will about this particular subject? Fill in the blank on what the subject is, but ask him and wait and listen. Don't assume that you, oh, I heard his voice, and it lines up maybe with your agenda, plan B, plan C, whatever. Wait and listen on the Lord. He will answer and tell you what his will is. And then when you pray, remember, you know what his will is, and now you can pray with confidence and then claim victory by knowing that he's answered it. So these are some things that you have to do, but obeying God's commandments, loving him, pleasing him, indispensable conditions for receiving answers to prayer. So finally, you must be persistent. Just because he doesn't answer in a few minutes or an hour or a day or a week, be persistent and don't babble like the pagans that used to just repeat the same thing over and over, but be persistent in your prayer. Know that you are genuine. Know that he hears you and that he will answer, but you do have to be persistent. So, and then again, we've covered the positions. Any position is fine. Talk to him as if you were talking to a friend, which really he is your friend. He's your Lord. But he wants to have a, a conversation with you. So just approach it that way. Don't get overly technical and religious and try to impress him because one, you're not. The other is he already knows you. So it's kind of a waste to do that. So I hope all these um, tips and things that you must have to pray effectively resonate with you and that you use them in your prayer life. So if you've liked something in here, subscribe. And then in our next episode, we're going to be talking about some basic training. And you're not going to want to miss that series. It's going to cover God's battle plan, the forces of good and evil, Satan's battle plans, his army, covering a lot of information in the next series of videos that I'm encompassing in the title, Basic Training. So thanks for joining me.